Hey everyone, and welcome to Drinking by Stormlight, a podcast where we drink high fantasy and drink mid-tier wines. <laughs> well, honey, you've done it. I finished it. You finally finished the Wave Cakes. Yay. That, <laughs> that is amazing. Wow, I can't believe it. Thank you so much for coming on this journey. Yeah, with us. I think that was fantastic. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. I, I, I was sort of forced on the journey, but sure, yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into the book, uh, first thing I want to do is I want to shout out to this catfish wrist rocket, a, uh, a person who's Instagrammed us, because uh, he has corrected us on the way that we pronounce the names. I know. Yeah, this whole time we've been saying it wrong. We feel sheepish, don't we? <laughs> well, it doesn't okay. surprise me, but... <laughs> well, we've been saying Jasna, which apparently mm-hmm. some people say during an audiobook version, it's Yasna. Mm-hmm. And then we've also been saying Shalon, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but apparently it's Shalon. Like Salon, I guess? But like Shalon? Shalon? Shalon. I'm probably not actually going to ever say it correctly. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, we, as we I, said, we would correct ourselves, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, well, I'll try. Because now I read Shalon. it like that. I've read it like that for four books Sh- now. Shalon? Sh- yeah, Shalon. It was almost reminds you, like, Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Yeah. yeah that's great. Uh, and also, thanks for the Ryan recommendations. He also recommended Apothic Red. We don't have Apothic Red, mm. but we do have Apothic Dark. Dark. Nice. But I do like Apothic Red as well. Apothic Red is pretty good. What do you think about this Apothic Dark? It's delicious. It is pretty good. I do. It's like a nice dry red wine. Yeah, I guess you could call that dry. Is it not dry? It's a little fruity, but I wouldn't wouldn't call it like sweet. Would you say it's full-bodied? I don't know what that means. Like it's... You know, it's got like a body to it. You know, how does liquid have a body? I have I, no idea. I don't know. I'd hate to say it's thing full is it bodied if I didn't actually know what that meant. Mm. Well, while we're talking about things that we don't know about, <laughs> uh, another <laughs> listener has corrected us. Apparently, we've been saying mid tier wines this entire time. Which we will continue to say mid tier wines. Because honestly, I just love that intro. But <laughs> uh, I apparently, there are actually wine pricing segments. And so if you want to yeah. be. Hoity-toity about this. We're actually not hoity-toity, but if you want to be correct about this, uh, there are actually tiers mid, to the wine prices. Mid-tier doesn't actually seem to be a thing. Yeah, mid-tier doesn't exist. I think we made that up. Well, so, I like it, so. Well, yeah. Apparently, what we drink is either value, which is $4 to $10 wines. No, I would say we're more popular premium. Well, I think some of the wines we had was like literally like 7 bucks. Are you sure? Not really. But, you know, we did have the expensiver one, the uh, more expensive one. The, oh, gosh, what was that? Mm, that one was The barrel super one. God, that was delicious. supreme. And according to this chart, that would be ultra premium. Oh. <laughs> 30 to $50. Excuse yeah. me. What? Ultra. But I got it on discount, so it was really super premium, I suppose, if you go by that. Well, what was it? If you buy it by, like, the case or Yeah, I got something? 10% off. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we finished this you know, book. One day what? we're going to try an Icon wine. Oh, my God, $200 plus. Could I, you imagine well, wine? Like how much? Well, I, I guess people do, obviously. Uh, well, I just want to know if I can, know, if I can tell the difference between like an icon wine and an extra, or an extreme value wine. You know, we should do. We should make that on one of the shows. Oh, well, for uh, Words of Radiance, if you do that next, we could like have a couple, and okay. we could, like put up. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It would have to be a crazy show. Maybe like a finish, Words of Radiance, where right. we have the icon, and then we okay. can like test it to the other one, so we can tell people like, see what, what you we think. think. See if you know it. Do we even have that high-priced wines right here? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, honestly. So, the, so uh, the funny thing is, is the, was it the Apothic Dark? I uh-huh. think they set out in, out 
on a restaurant, which ours is what, like 10 bucks, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Where we buy it, and I guess out in at Adelia at like, like Meat and Co. I think it was like 30 BD, which is like $100 wine. Jeez Louise, this so, thing is both luxury and value wine. Well, uh, the restaurants push it as, I guess, luxury, but it's, it's just... It's just value. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm sure we can find a $200 one, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't want to go based on, on on the local restaurant. I don't want to go buy it like where right. you get off the shelf kind of thing. Right. Oh. We only have like a small... It's a good idea. A we should small. totally do that, though, for sure. Yeah. Get like an icon and see how oh, it tastes. Oh, it'd be so fun. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, cool. So... And we'll do that at the end of Word of Radiance? Words of Radiance. Words of Radiance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Radiance, like, uh, yeah, like an anniversary thing. Oh, my God, there's a big book, and we'll get like a big bottle of wine to celebrate. Okay. All right, cool. So moving on here, we finally finished the book. We that's, finally finished the book. Yeah. So uh, what's your overall review? I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I would I would recommend it to somebody for sure. If someone was wanted to dip their toe into fantasy, I would totally recommend it. That's awesome. Yeah. Even, we, even though like you don't read fantasy at all. Even though I don't read fantasy at all, I would recommend it. I wouldn't recommend Mistborn. Ah. I, no. I, that would just turn people off, I think, of fantasy. But I think the, what is it, The Way of Kings? The one we just read? Yeah, Way Yeah, of Kings. I think that would be a good dipping your toe into fantasy. Really? Because I it's so. so epic. It was really good. It's and it's so, a toe dip for you. I feel bad <laughs> because you, I think you'd have to tell the person, like, you have to get... Like, if you're going to start it, right. you you can't give up on the book halfway through. Right. Like you it, have to finish the book. You have to put the time in, and yeah. it's going to be awesome. Like, the payoff is going to be The payoff is definitely worth it. Because at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, this is dragging forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, honey, it's not like a... Like, I think I was reading, like, a chapter, like, a night, and was like, forget it. And then by the end of it, I was reading, like, five to six chapters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, I couldn't put the book down at the end. For me, yeah. it was just like, oh my gosh, what's happening next? What's well, happening if I next? wasn't, like, if I didn't have, like, a newborn waking up every, like, couple hours, yeah, I mean, I probably would have stayed up a little bit longer oh, sure. some nights. Yeah. But, I mean, it was definitely a really good book. That's pretty cool. I was really, really impressed. So, your overall rating would be, like, an eight. Oh, okay. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> I want to give it an eight. Oh, wow. Seven? Yeah, like a seven. I'm like one of the earlier podcasts, I think you gave it a seven. Oh, okay. I think I would stick with my seven. Oh, nice. Okay. It was, it was good. It, it's it's not like, I'm not going to be like you. I'm not going to read it again. Oh, I've read this thing like three times. I know. It's not, yeah. it's not that good. It's not, let me read it like over and over and over again. I've had one of those books before. Well, what gets me is, like, some of the things, going back on it, it gets better because of the things that he pays off in other books, like future ones. I guess. And you go back and you go, oh, my God, that was in here. And you have to, like, you go back and you're like, oh, this is kick ass. So it's only, I would say it's an 8 out of 10. Okay. Well, you would I'm, give it an 8 out of 10? I would give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm basically, like, a kind of maybe on a curve. I'm sorry. What, what book would you consider a, a 10? An Oathbringer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The third book in the series. Okay, Absolutely. That that, that that book is awesome. Uh, okay. I'll give this one an eight, and then uh, maybe Words of Radiance nine, and then Oath Bringer ten. Oh, and so then, the next book's better. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Exciting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Brandon gets better just about with every book. It's, it's I mean, kind of insane. Everyone get better with like. Every yeah, book. with practice. I mean, I don't yeah. know about Game of Thrones or anything like that. I haven't read those books, but right, yeah, yeah. but you'd imagine. I mean, I don't know. Some people get worse. I mean, what was it like? Wasn't Twilight getting worse or something? Didn't you say? Oh, well, the movies. The movies. Uh, but that's with every time a movie does a sequel, so you can't base it off of true 
that. Sure. I mean, the, the books were really good in Twilight. <laughs> Don't judge me. I, mean, I read them when I was in high school, so. You're, you're being judged. Anyway, I, so I, I, the favorite, your, what was your favorite part of this book? I think my favorite part of the book was when, at the, again, it's at the very end, mm. when um, they came back to help Dalinar. That whole entire scene. Where he swore the, uh, the ideal. He's like, I will protect those who cannot protect themselves. That part. That part. And he jumps that, in. Well, and the, the, the light coming down. I mean, all of that. That was kick That was my favorite scene. Yeah. Or all of that was my favorite scene. I would say that that's, that scene was, was awesome for mm-hmm. me. Uh, also. But my favorite part would be, like, the scene. I think it was the scene afterwards where, like, Kaladin, like, he kind of, like, gives Dalinar a chance. And then, like, shows up and Dalinar just, like... Gives Cal all the justice that he's been looking for, kind of. Oh. Where he's like, yes, you're on my team. You're going to be on my, my honor guard. Yes. You're going to be awesome. You're a captain. You're getting all these promotions. And he gives him the uh, the priceless shard blade to, like, you know, finally someone is giving this guy recognition. And I feel like Cal had thirsted for that kind of the whole book. Oh, and so for me, that was the climax. Even though, like, obviously the showy doing the ideal, that was the huge actual climax. But for me, I felt like... Kaladin really But do you know what? Really he, he, he had to do the fighting in order to, to get, get all that. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember reading it be like, the first time I was like, yes, yes, Kaladin, you get that. And I was like, yeah, down our <laughs> shit. Yeah, oh God, I love this guy, you know? <laughs> You're so funny. Because, you know, just the whole book, I felt like every time Kaladin something good, he always got shit on right afterwards. Right, you which know? he expected to be. And so I was like, oh, my God, is Dalinar going to do this again? But isn't it more and, amazing really that he expected to be shit on and he still, he still went and helped him anyways? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably cool. That's the coolest part. Oh, because that's what honor is all about. Kaladin is like a case study in what honor is supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, which is pretty dope. What about your least favorite part? Um, I'm going to say her name wrong. Shalad? Shalad. Shalad? <laughs> you know, I'm going to say Shalad from now on. I know everyone hates it, but you know what? I'm an American. <laughs> and I'm going to say it like an American. Shalad. Saying Shalad makes me feel British. <laughs> it's... Hmm. Me and Jeffrey and Shalom are going <laughs> to the bridge to play tea. <laughs> no bridge. offense to anyone if they're British. The, this. To the bridge to play I tea? I don't know what Brits do. <laughs> Who knows what bad men do? Who play tea? <laughs> <laughs> Who plays tea, Jeffrey? Oh, Lord. All right. Well, I would say she was probably my least favorite part. Yeah. Honestly, me too. Yeah. I had that down here. It's just, I felt like he muddled around with her. Like I was like, well, I guess oh, he had to, right? She's a main character. She comes in really important. And, her, you know, the next book is her book. Yeah, so you couldn't just have the next book and not know who the hell she exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Or but there were some parts that were cool with her, you know? It no. just didn't seem to go anywhere. Well, it wasn't supposed to. Wasn't it was it? like, it, oh, it she was in Carbranth. And then she's still in Carbranth. And then she's still in Carbranth. Oh, she has jam. Oh, cool. I guess that was... That was really annoying. That was cool. And then she's still in car ride. I guess the only cool part with Shannon was what? Where she saw uh, Taryn Anjan's, like, like hospital thing? Yeah, well, because you had to. Yeah, you yeah. had to see it. Was this, was this, did he show her about the blood draining thing? Yeah. Yeah, he showed Shannon that. No, he showed... Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I love him. How do I forget his name? The white guy, the Shin. Oh, Shin. Is his name Shin? Seth. Seth. Yeah, the white guy. <laughs> well, they call him the white... Yeah, he's the Caucasian. Uh, yeah, he's the he's Shin. Yeah, yeah. No, they call him the white assassin. The assassin in white. Yeah, the yeah, assassin in white. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> no, but he's supposed to be Caucasian, I think. Wonder. They say he has round eyes, he's got white skin, blah, blah, oh, blah. They call yeah. him the assassin in white, the white guy. Because <laughs> the, the Rosharans are supposed to be, like, kind of Asian-ish. Oh, Okay. Anyways, no, he showed um, the blood draining to that guy. Oh, that's right. But does Seth get his own book? 
Seth is supposed to, I think, actually. I really hope Seth gets his own book. Yeah, because he's I awesome. I love Seth. For sure. Who, then this is totally off topic, but I'm curious. Well, the, so he's written four books. Yep. And the fourth book is whose book? So we had Dalinar's book is the third book, the Oathbringer right. book, and then what's the fourth book? Uh, it's supposed to be it. a person's book. You just read it. I did. Yeah, but oh, I don't want to say, I don't oh, say don't who it me. is. Don't you know, Because I think it was supposed to be someone's, and then maybe he changed it midway through, and... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, well... We can say it's Jasna's, though, because it's, it's basically Yasna. Jasna. Uh, not Jasna. Um, Yasna. Not Yasna. You're right. Jeez. Uh... What's her mom's name? Navani? Navani. Navani. It's basically Navani's book. Okay. Like, I think he tried to make it into another one, but it's basically Navani's. Okay. Because she's just kicks ass. Oh, I hope they get married. That's a prediction. I hope they get married. <laughs> oh, one thing. Oh, sorry. Married to Dalinar. I should probably preface oh, that. Preface okay, that. so I was thinking, so I got a little annoyed through the book about, not annoyed, but like, why is he like so hung up on this safe hand thing? Oh, yeah. Right? And then I, again, I read romance novels, and I also love the movie Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Okay, which I guess is, you know, way back when, right? Mm-hmm. So I forget the time period it's supposed to be, even though I've watched it, I think, like, a hundred times. Elizabeth and Anything Plant probably kind of. Yes, sort of anyways. So there is a scene in Pride and Prejudice where um, Mr. Darcy helps uh, Elizabeth onto the, um, into her carriage. Yeah. And I never really understood the scene, but they, you know, he helps her, so of course he has to, like, touch her hand, right? Uh-huh. To get her on there. And he, like, flexes his hands, and she's, like, rude. Like, why is he so, like, disgusted by me? And I saw some meme, or not a meme, but I guess they were explaining the scene saying that back in the day women used to wear gloves on their hands, and she was the only one that hadn't didn't have a glove on her hand. And so when he helped her into the horse carriage, it was, like, this really intimate act of of touching hands. Oh my gosh, she showed an ankle, right? Is that right? What yeah, because her hand, like they touched hands. fingertips. Yes, but then I was like, well, that's well. If you think about it, even to in today's society, if you were holding someone else's hand, we would have words. Oh, for sure. So it's still yeah. sort of like an intimate <laughs> act, the holding of hands. Or, you know, the yeah, hand. but if she had a glove on, that wouldn't change the conversation that you and I would have to have about that. Well, no. Well, no. But, if, yeah. you know, but you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. You're saying that it's plausible that, like, a society would legitimately want women to cover their hands. Especially the left hand. Well, it's just, it's that's not the hand that so ridiculous that yeah. he's making it. Because the safe hand and the... I mean, it's a little weird because, you know, it's just, like, the one hand. Like, oh, this one. No, no, no. I don't think you're on something because... Like, when you're getting in and out of a carriage, she's probably, I don't know. I mean, if you're getting out of a carriage, are you giving someone your left hand or are you giving someone your right hand? I'm sure there's... Well, he was, she was getting into the carriage, so I guess it would be different. One way or another, right? Like, if a woman's on a man's right, then she'd be grabbing him with her left hand, so maybe that's the way that... The, maybe, the, 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 really, the, the sisters and the mom had gloves on, Jeffrey. What I'm saying is that in Roshar, mm-hmm. they don't explain exactly why that is, but what I'm saying is if like that touch that you're talking about that's really mm-hmm. intimate with bare skin, mm-hmm. maybe it's usually you're touching men with your left hand. Oh, okay. Because you know, you're know you on the man's right, so you're putting your arm through there. Right. Yeah, in the crook of their arm. Maybe if you're coming down off the horse, they let you down, you let them grab your left hand kind right. of thing, so you don't necessarily need to cover your right hand. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Because honestly, your right hand is. looks just like your left hand. <laughs> you know? And they go through a thing, and, and what was it? The, the the hookery? What do you call the... Hookery. Prostitution ring. 
in Sadie's camp where like the girls walk around with like fingers that are sticking out of the gloves. Oh, right. And like, ooh, wow, <laughs> it's so sensual. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's because it's, it's not the look of it. Maybe it's the touch of it that gets it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, huh. That's fascinating. Uh-huh. But even like, even that happens even like today mm-hmm. a little bit, like the touching of hands, not as much. Right, because you can shake. hug somebody, but you're not going to hold their hand. If you, if, if I saw you walking down the street holding some other girl's hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's also hilarious because like, you know, you go meet someone at someone's house, you're, you're going to kiss their cheeks. Right. And for some of the opposite sex, sometimes it's not a big deal. You know, one cheek, the other cheek, one but cheek. you hold their hand. Uh, something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the hand is pretty intimate. That's a good point. See, I thought that was stupid the first time. Yeah. I'm glad you could explain that to me. Well, look at that. You're, you're, you're coaching me. Me and my, bucks. me and my romance novels. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that one was a movie, but. Mm-hmm. So during the podcast, mm-hmm. the series we've done, you've made some various predictions. Right. Quote unquote. And uh, gotta say, you're very astute. Uh, you got most of your predictions right. By the way, I'm very astute. Yeah, you killed it. <laughs> Gotta tell you, I'm extremely impressed. I mean, I'm not, I'm not right on all of them because mm-hmm. I think some of them were like, I hope it goes there. Well, I don't I'm, think it's going to go there, but I hope it goes there. Well, like something like incredibly early. Yeah. In the in, in the book, you had said that oh, Kaladin uh, kills Amaram. We said he kills Amaram, but he gives back the shard plate. Uh, oh, you you said he killed the guy who who was fighting Amram, and then. Kaladin gives back the shark plate, and that's probably why he's a slave. Yes. And everyone was like, how did you get that? Well, I thought that like, was very obvious. Holy crap. You know, that was supposed to be like a big reveal later down the book, and you figured it out like right at the beginning. And I remember being completely like Because he said I, I, he'd given me a gift and I didn't take it or something like that. Right. And so I was like, like, I bet actually, it was a shark. See, because you read a book, and you're like actively reading it and like incorporating it and it's awesome whereas I feel like I'm a dumbass like I'm just reading it and going whoa that's cool where's it going with this even though it's hugely obvious it's very nice of you to say that but that is not (laughs) another one of your predictions was that Navani was the voice for Seth and that was dead wrong I know I thought that would be such a good plot twist but I did also say by the way I know but I also did because it's always the spouse I think is what I was going with that because she killed her husband. Okay. But she obviously didn't kill her husband. But I also, in a later thing, did say it was probably a character, like a small character. I said, have, have I met the character yet? Right. I bet it's one of those characters that, like, comes in, but, like, you kind of forget about. And, they, and like, you even said on. that's what all mystery authors do. Yes. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I got that so one. So you were around that. Because I also read mystery novels. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned that, hey, in the midst of killing Kaladin, Seth joins forces to Kaladin to kill the guy holding the stone. Oh, I, that hasn't happened yet, though. Mm-mm. No. Yes. Right. But I feel like that's going to happen. You st- oh, future- so you still think it's going to happen? Yes. Oh. That's a future prediction. Well, I actually wrote down as a wrong one here. Oh. Uh, but we could say that's a future prediction. I think it's a future... Well, because he hasn't even met Kaladin yet. He hasn't even met Kaladin. That's a very good point. Yeah. What, 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 that what? could be correct later. Yeah, you know I don't what? want to spoil it. We will find out in book 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll find that out, actually. Well, I still think uh, that that would be really You're definitely on to something here. Yeah, but, well, I think... Uh, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, it's nice to know that I'm wrong. No, no, you're actually really close. All right, so then uh, you said Kaladin was special. I thought that was a hilarious prediction to put in the correct column. <laughs> Because, of course, the main character in a book about magic is going to be special. I called him a Stormlighter. Yeah, you said, oh, I think Kaladin's going to be special. Oh, yeah. Oh, I also think I said he's a Stormlighter (laughs) several times. You're good. 
Oh, which I then, was correct. And then speaking of Kaladin and Seth joining up, you did say that Seth was going to come out of Dalinar, and you were boom, hundred percent right on that. Yes, although it was bad at the end. <clears throat> like it was yes. a bit, like to be honest, I forgot I made that prediction. Yeah, because it was like the setup for the next. But book. by the way, I I still think that when he comes after Dalinar, wouldn't Kaladin like fight Seth? <sighs> uh, maybe they're both. They're like both storm radiance. They're both radiance. Yeah. Oh. Well, Seth's not oh. radiant, honey. But oh, is that a radiant? Well, he has stormlight powers, but I wouldn't call him a radiant. Is he a void bringer? I, uh, you're gonna have to read and find out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I, can I, mean, tell you I could. He's, he's not. I could be. Okay. I could, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Oh, and then, dude, another one that you came up with in the beginning was that Alucard was like reckless and suicidal in his chasm feed hunt in the Broken Saddle. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. You're 100 right on that. How'd you figure that out? Because Alucard. Like, did that himself. Oh, right. He cut right. the strap, and then he's being a jerk to kind of make it look like someone's trying to kill him. Right. I don't know. But only, and, and honestly, in retrospect, that was really ballsy, because he almost died. Yeah. If if Dalinar didn't run down in there and then catch a giant, like, Kaijo's yeah. hand, he'd be dead. Well, he's not suicidal. <clears throat> so I would say I was wrong on that one. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the way you were saying that he was suicidal made me think that you were trying to say that he cut his own saddle, which he did. Yes, which yeah, he did. He was self-harming, I suppose. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, ooh, the, uh, this one is really astute. Capsule is suspicious. That was a good one, but you got correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then... Uh, was, uh, something was off about him. Gosh. You did say that... Uh, correct. Sadius will somehow make Kaladin go to Dalinar, and when Kaladin meets Dalinar, that'll be awesome. 100% right. And yeah, then, but I wasn't... Yeah, that's No, that true. was exactly it. Okay. And then when you said Dalinar was seeing Kaladin's face in the video. Oh, I was wrong that about was, that. Yeah, Kaladin was wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for future predictions. You know, I can't be right on all of them. No, you can't. Um, yeah, so I guess some some remaining questions that you have. Blocks. No, was that you had you had a couple questions during it that we answered, right? Yeah. So like the one thing about bu- these books is like, oh, he wants to set you the expectations and he wants to fulfill them for you. Oh, so one of them, really? Because I didn't feel totally um, fulfilled. Right. There's a lot of remaining questions. There's a ton of remaining questions. But some of the questions you did ask was like, hey, how did Tien die? Which we figured it out. Amram. Well, Sorry. it wasn't Amram. Right, but it the was... whole, like, that battle where he was fighting for Amram, and you saw the whole scene. It was very heartbreaking. Yeah. And then who's Seth working for? You found that out. Bum, bum, bum. Tavangian. Yeah. Yes. And speaking of Tavangian, so if we can move from predictions and questions into, like, things that I noticed reading it for the hundredth time. Ooh, tell me, tell me. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in the future that he... Like telegraphs really well in this book, okay. and so when I was rereading like Teravangian's description, for example, uh, I, the description of what of Teravangian. I don't want to like ruin anything for you. Oh, like how he looks. Yeah, the way he looks, maybe what he dresses like. There's maybe some color schemes going on. I don't Ooh. know. Some of the things that he says, uh, like I can't believe he telegraphed it now. Like for something that will develop like three books from now. Oh, no way. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap, did he think that was going to happen all the way back here? Okay. I don't know, just blew my mind. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then some of the other things I didn't pick up was mm-hmm. on the religious imagery. Okay. So I think during the podcast is when I, I kind of started picking up. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Like, for example, Kaladin literally being like the Christ character and like that he picked up his cross, right? His, his piece of wood being the bridge. You oh, know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> that was like awesome. I didn't really, really realize that. And then... Something else I thought about, and I don't know where we're going with this in my head, but, like, Jasna... Jasna. Jasna and Navani, like, mm-hmm. as a combined person, are kind of, like, 
the Virgin Mary a little bit, if that makes any sense. So, like, Yasna is clearly, like, they say that she's beautiful or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't have any sexual interest whatsoever. You no. know, she might even be a virgin for all that we know at this point in the story. You know what I mean? Well, the way that their society is set up, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And so she's, like... I don't know. She almost seems... She's not, like, a motherly figure, but she kind of is to Shallon. Like, she picks up Shallon and stuff, and she's, like, hyperlogical, and she's clearly the head of this organization that's, kind of, that's forming. You know what I mean? Okay. And then Navani, even, like, if you could buy... Not virginal. She's not virginal, but she's, like, the great mother, almost. Okay. Like, her mom... She's the mother of the king. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And, oh, like... Oh, so you're saying that... If like, you put them together. Put them together. Yeah, so he almost, like, took various aspects of, you know, the... Mary, or if you're not religious, you can say like the primordial or the archetypal like mother character. I guess that's a little far fetched because if you're putting Kaladin as Christ and Navani and Yasna or nothing. I mean, to it's do not it. it's not like a perfect allegory for Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's it's imagery that he's using that's coming through in his books. That's all I'm trying to say. And then, like, I think I think it's a little. Far-fetched. Like far fetched. Like you're you're grasping for straws. Well, the Dalinar is definitely like God the Father though. Okay, yes. One hundred percent. Like, you know, Papa Dalinar, he's super he's like super strict and disciplinarian with his nephew. He literally beats the shit. Out right. Of his kid. It's like I I could kill you if I wanted to. And I'm not. You're ruling this anyway. And 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 he kind of becomes the dad of the entire series. You know, as Kaladin is definitely like the oh, hero. I've made the, the connection series. now. Which Cause you because you're calling Dalinar the dad. Right. Cal, he's kind of taking Callan under his wing, and who is he talking to? Navani. Navani, yeah. And, and Navani, who does he also talk to? Yasna. Yasna, yeah, exactly. Okay, I've, so, I've now made the connections. Right, and so, like, maybe Dalinar and Navani are obviously going to get together, maybe romantic, whatever. Did? Dalinar and Navani. They already did. They already did, but, like, Dalinar and Yasna aren't romantic at all. So I feel like Dalinar, oh, no, Yasna and Navani, you got to put them together to be the Mother Mary character. It doesn't make right. sense isolatedly, maybe. But together. But okay. together. There's a lot of... Well, you put them together yeah. with... Dalinar, and it makes sense to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, all these things make sense in, in context, I guess, maybe. I don't know. But Kaladin, for sure, is like a Christ for figure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the other ones are kind of weird, but it's okay. there, kind of. Okay. Um, and what else did I think about? Ooh, so have they talked about heralds at all in this book? I don't remember. I know Hoyd. You know Hoyd? Do you remember, like, Talonat, the guy at the end, who shows up and, he's, and, Hoyd, and Wit is like, uh, but people value most is timeliness, and you're late. No. He like busts through that gate door, and he's like, "I'm Talonat. Oh. I want to teach you all this stuff." And he's like, "You're just too late." Remember that one? That's no. like the end of the scene of the book. I thought the end scene was the book was the guy busting in to the thing. What did he say? It sounded more detrimental, like I failed or something. Yes, and I failed. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But Wit had said, like, the timeliness, because he was talking about what people value most. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So the guy so who So Talonel's a herald. Okay. Okay. The 10th. The 10th herald. And, uh... Which I... I, I don't know this is going to ruin anything for you, so it's not going to ruin anything. So they talk about heralds. So you see Talonel, he's he's alive. Right. And he shows up. He's a 10th one. Right. Jezrian, who's the guy you met at the beginning of the book, the 10,000 years ago guy who put the sword in, and he's talking to Kelek, and he's like, ah, oh, I just can't do it anymore, dude. And we're like, we're bailing. Do we ever find out where... You found out more backstory on these guys. Okay, good. But what I'm trying to say is, the one thing that I noticed the second time I read it was that Jezrian, the king of the heralds or whatever, mm-hmm. was in this book on screen, like, during the drunk, the, during the feast. He was oh, the that's... drunk guy. 
who is like, do you see me or whatever? Like he, he throws these guys in there and you're like, holy crap. Like when reading it again, you're like, I can't believe he's put that guy in in this book. Like right at the beginning, yeah. you didn't even notice. Like That's cool. why would he do that unless he wanted to get you on a second read to read it and see that? Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of cool. And then uh, I, I feel like a lot of other Telegraph stuff was like Seth and Kaladin. Like so Kaladin is basically honor and then Seth is like following like this code Right, with the stone. Right. Where, like, it might not make sense. It's not honorable for him to do it, mm-hmm. but he has to. It's, like, a compulsion for him. And I feel like that's an incredible thing to set up in the first book as well. Like, that's really cool. Why? Well, because there's a lot of that going on. Oh. There's a big, like, conflict narrative. In fact, there's, like, and you'll see it in later books where, like, there's entire orders of these kinds of people, and they have a constant conflict between honor and, like, law, for example. Okay. And how they kind of mesh. Because just because you're lawful doesn't mean you're honorable. Just because you're honorable doesn't mean you're lawful. And so there's like... Oh, that happened with um, Yasna and Shalon. And Shalon a little bit. But they're a little bit different because they're a little, they're kind of embodying different ideas. Well, I mean, in the street. Didn't they do that in the street? Yeah, yeah. When they killed the, the robbers? Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. Anyways. No? Well, because I think that might be a little bit something different because Shalon and Jasna are also similar orders, but they're also different. And I feel like that's... Oh, so they... I haven't put that much thought into them, okay. honestly, because you don't really see them much on screen. When you said it, this would pop to my head. Oh, you're right. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to put more thought into that. Because <laughs> it'd be like, that. oh, shit. So Shallon is a, okay, and then Jasmine is a, and then how do they differ? But yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. That's the same kind of conflict that those two orders would have, which is also super cool. Anyway, um, so do you want to move on to, like, some future predictions that you had that, you, that didn't really pan out in this book? So, like for example, you had uh, Seth needs to have an arc. Yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll come around. Because he's like, oh, should he follow the stone? I, I think he's gonna stop following the stone. Oof, what makes you say that? I just I have a feeling he's gonna stop following because he, he's realizing he's not actually truthless in this in this book. Oh yeah. They're like, but you, I forget what the what the um, explanation was, but so I think he's he's restart starting to like rethink some of things. So I think I think he's gonna come around. They said he's not truthless. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, ooh ooh, you said something that's evil about shard blades. I thought that was really fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Syl felt uncomfortable, and Cal didn't want to. Didn't want to. And Dalinar doesn't him. really care uh, about it. And Dalinar just gave it up. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't want this stupid thing. Yeah. Get out of here. I want, I want this. So man, something Kaladin. is wrong with the shard blades. Dude, that's cool. When does that pan out? Um. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Let, let me be surprised. Let me be surprised. And find out. I'm not yeah. saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I'm saying that there, there's something There's something there. But don't um, tell me when it comes up. Ooh, this is my favorite part. Oh, Gas that? comes back. Oh, yeah. Gas comes back. Yeah, because he just disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, where'd he go? <laughs> fell off when the... A little one-eyed wonder just you know, poofed away. When that couple came to take over stuff, he um, kind of disappeared. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he comes back. Okay. I'm, I'm going to correct you on that. that, that that's fine. That's a prediction. Well, you're right. That's so you a right can, prediction. Why don't you write correct <laughs> next to my prediction? Okay. I'll do that, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, and so your little romance predictions here. Shannon's going to meet Kaladin and make a love triangle with Adeline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, what makes you say that? Because, okay, well, I don't... you know, they're all eligible bachelors, the same age, and uh, the main characters in the story. Is that what makes I you say that? I did say that but I don't want to continue with it because oh. I did read chapter one of the next book what and I'll yeah so I don't want to the outrage the outrage so why don't you think it's a love triangle then 
I do think it's a love triangle. Oh, oh, okay, good. I just don't want to say why I think it's a love triangle. Oh, for sure. But you made this prediction in this book. Oh, why do I think it's in this book? Yeah. Because, I don't know, they're like all the Sanish. single people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be you're weird right. We're yeah. like Dalitor. Jasna, Jasna, like she's kind of like, I guess, your asexual character. Yeah, because she's not very. Yeah, you read the book and you're like, well, Jasmine's not going to be in a love triangle. Well, I just never, yeah. Because you wouldn't expect that from her. No. But, like, obviously, Sean, Kaladin, and Adeline are all very... Well, Adeline's very y- much you would a imagine playboy. It. You yeah. have Kaladin, who's, like, this herald or what is this radiant coming up. You know, but and Kaladin never does anything, like, sexual, but you you, you almost expect him to... Because he's the main character. To have a love interest because he's Kaladin. Yeah. And, for example, you were saying how hunky he is. <sighs> <laughs> and then Shallon, of course, she's like a young, pretty little girl traveling the world. Like, yeah, so it's all coming together. Yeah, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Oh, uh, gosh, you said you needed Kaladar, Kaladin and Dalinar to Oh, be- I need Amaram. I need the Amaram-Kaladin com- confrontation. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I, you don't even have to tell me. I, just, I know it's going to happen. Do not tell me if I'm right or wrong. I do not know what's going to happen, but it's going to be epic. You say that? I think it's going to be, if it's not epic, and it's just like a, hey, I'm going to be so disappointed. You're like, hey, I'm a captain now. I was like, oh, cool, bro. Oh, Lord. Yeah, no, I murdered all your friends. Is that cool? Yeah. We shake hands about that? (laughs) No. No, we cannot. I'm super excited. Okay. Okay. I hope he whips Amaram's, you know. Well, the guy literally turns into, like, light. It right. just annihilates people. I mean, yeah. there's no way that Amaranth could even stand a chance. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Even, oh, oh, you have a shard bearer. Oh, you got a shard blade. Oh, yeah. I can, like, stick things I to the walls. And... I, I killed the man who had that without any of my mystical powers. Oh, my God. Isn't that hilarious? That, like, Kaladin is just... Uh, I, I do love that. I feel like Kaladin is just one of the best, best finely flushed, like, Protagonists and almost like fantasy in general. Like, he's yeah. just awesome. He fucking killed a shard bearer but, without his magical powers, and his like well, spear got cut a, in half. He had a little bit of the magical powers, but he didn't have the full blown. He, he killed him without even a spear. Like, the, 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 the tip fell off, and he was just like <laughs> obliterates the guy through the face. That's like, funny. it's badass. <laughs> Speaking of spears, Kaladin is like, I don't know, him and uh, uh you, you did read the first Mistborn. I did. God, this is going to kill me. What is his name? Spear, the survivor. Kelsier. Okay. Him and Kelsier have a lot of parallels. We're talking about, like, spears and stuff. Like, Cal- like remember how Kelsier got killed with the spear? And then he had, like, the whole symbol was, like, the spear. People wore around the neck. It was like, oh, that's a Christ because Christ has died via a cross. And right. he died via a spear. So he's, like, the new Christ like character. Yeah. And so, like, Calvin is holding the spear and I feel like there's just so many parallels coming later too with like the Kelsier motif, okay. and it's just and they even start with the K. You really like Mistborn too. I do oh. like Mistborn too. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> um, is that it? Well, you also predict that uh, Kaladin's gonna get a hold of the stone and free Seth. Oh, I would like that. And you think that Jasmine's gonna get converted? Oh, for sure. Well, it's almost like, how can you be atheist when, like, there are literally gods running around now? I know, right? <laughs> Kaladin just okay. he killed an army of people yeah. like, by himself. But I... But with god power. If right? I'm not... Mis- I don't really understand exactly their religion, you know? So I almost think that, you know, like, Jasmine's going to 
be obviously like a believer, but like not a believer in exactly what their religion is. Right. They're, she's going to believe in the uh, the underpinnings of the religion. Like, yes. why is the religion here? Oh, because these guys have superpowers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And because there's a power that gives them superpowers. It's not going to be like your typical. I'm going to find out like, what it follower. is. Right. You yeah, know. yeah. Although so, she might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people do mystical things and you just mm-hmm. you have to follow the people who also, make I'm, moral decisions in the case. I'm not of, sure. I'm almost convinced that she. So, Shalin and. And her have, like, the same power. And then you've got Kaladin who has, like, a power. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up sort of being, like, a Radiant or something. Who's that? Jasna. Yasna. Yasna. Yes. Yasna. Let's, let's respect. <laughs> let's, let's respect uh, Catfish Wrist Rockets. Which Yasna, is Yasna would end up being almost, like, a part of the religion. Oh, you think so? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if she's, like, a Radiant. Mm-hmm. Or, like, what's something... She's also, like, a main character. She has to have something. Yeah. She can't just walk around and have nothing. Right. You know, Calendar's, like, obliterates an army, and Jasmine's like, I read a book. <laughs> 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 and uh, those those Parshendis are void bringers or whatever. They're like, oh, cool. Well, I we killed all of them before knowing them that. Kick them out. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, but that's also, like, you know, if... If there are actual natural reasons for supernatural events, like in this case, mm-hmm. I feel like the natural uh, flow of what religion would be would be to value like, a, like an individual person's morality over the necessarily like supernatural stuff. So if like, you have all these like stormlighters or, or radiance running around doing like godlike powerful stuff, uh, what really would probably get people's following in that setting wouldn't necessarily be the power itself per se. What they do with it. What they're doing with it, right? So like with for Jasmine to converted comes great responsibility. responsibility. But like Dalinar like making incredible or Kaladin, and like you had said, like he saved Dalinar despite the fact that he right. you know, whatever. And so it's that those kind of actions that for sure. instill religious fervor. And so perhaps you're right that Jasna could get converted in a sense into a religion down the line because she's she might understand that yeah. part of what religion actually is, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't follow someone because they have magical powers, right? Like even what was it? It was something in, even Christ said that was like, "Don't come after me for my signs and symbols. Like, come after me for what I'm trying to tell you to do with your life." Yeah, 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 exactly. that kind of thing. Um, I think I cut deep there for podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> <That's> funny. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so you've got uh, some remaining questions here. How does Sat Sil know that Dalinar isn't lying, and then why do people lie? Mm-hmm. Part I don't feel like he answered that very much in this question. No, uh, but there is something to that. And then uh, he said, "Where's Liren? What happens to Rashon? Yeah, what happens to? How did they get kicked out? They got kicked out. He said, "How did Rashon get kicked out of his original place? Like, why is he at? You know? Oh, why did he his... get stuck in like Liren's town? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna find those answers out. Oh, that's exciting. Yep, that's exciting. We haven't any. So there's like it's the it's I understand that there has to be, you know something happening in the next one or whatever. I just felt like there was a lot of questions and I was like, but I didn't get, I didn't get that. <laughs> and I was like getting to the end of the pages. I was like, how is he going to answer all these questions? How did he not answer all my questions in a thousand page epic novel? <laughs> what was that thing he said? You were like, yeah, but he could have told me on page 50. <laughs> well, now you know that he gave you a thousand pages. And, and still, he didn't, still didn't answer everything. He still didn't answer. You got a lot of cliffhangers in this, baby. A lot of cliffhangers. Oh, jeez. I assume they're all going to get answered. Like, they're just... 
Eventually, yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. What did you say? He's, he's doing ten books or something like that? No, sure. He can't answer everything in book one, you know, and he has to, like, give you a hook, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I, the family is not really, like, a hook. It's just... It's like, hey, what's going on with them? It's just one of those things that you're like, well, I'll fluff it in later. I can't. I, that can't be the end of Lyran. It's not. I hope it's not the end of Lyran. Right, I do well, like Lyran. It's probably not. But I'm not going to continue to read the next book because of Lyran. Oh. Speaking of that, why you're going to read the next book, I imagine. I am. We're going to keep this going. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. What is motivating you the most? What burning, driving, desirely question do you need to get out of book two? Honestly, it's because I like Kaladin. Dude, isn't he the shit? He's the best. Oh my gosh, he's awesome. I just, I can't say enough about Kaladin. Like, I just, I don't know. As, as a character, I think he's absolutely fully fleshed out. And I, and I love the depression thing that goes on with him. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes he gets a bit mopey. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but you would be too. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what? If you went through all that, yeah. He'd be, he'd be a little mopey. I'm okay with his mopiness. He's still a person. Yeah. Well, he's a character. But he's like so fully, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a character. But like, you feel like he's a person. Yeah. He'd be you know? mopey. Like, you, you just. You completely if get it. If he wasn't mopey, it wouldn't be believable. Or yeah. as believable. Well, he could have been like a, a crazy like optimist. You know, you'd get annoyed. Well, I, guess, I guess maybe that's why they have the Lopin in there. You know, in small doses. Because so. he's like super gotcha. optimistic, you know. Hey, gotcha! Yay, 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 you gotcha. Know? And he's in the same situation where he's just like happy. He's you know, like missing an arm. Yeah, and he's still doing life. I know, but unless it's, unless, you know, I know he's missing an arm, but did his entire, like, friend group get destroyed and killed? Yeah, I guess not. His you old, know? His, all of his cousins are still alive, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kaladin had a really rough life. Like, did his brother die right in front of his eyes? <laughs> Oof, that's going to kill you. You know? And he, like, left his family to, like, promise to take care of his brother, and his brother died. Oh, my God, yeah. That was something else that I, that I recognized, like, the fifth, hundredth time that I read the book, mm-hmm. was that when Kaladin got beat down the very first time mm-hmm. by those bullies, I can't remember what they are fighting for. I think Kaladin was telling him, like, oh, your dad didn't fight the Shard Bears because they were wrong or whatever. And they, like, beat his ass. And then, like, Tien helps him up. And, like, that is an incredibly powerful scene to go back to after reading book four and to, like, to read that. Like, when you've read all of them, one through four, and you go back and be like, oh, my God, he telegraphed this kind of thing with Tien. Like, I don't know, even just in this book, too, like... I, I don't know. Tien is his so source. So what I'm of... understanding is that me, who just said the fluff scenes, they're not actually fluff scenes. No, they're high, high, critically important. They're critically important in future books. Yeah, like a lot of the things about Sanderson that's crazy is like there's not a lot of fluff. Just about everything you read in this is book important. is important. Yeah. Interesting. Like, you'll be like, why I mean, am I in this place? And he comes up and be like, holy shit. That is why. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, th- there's really no such thing as a fluff scene. Okay. I would say there was a couple of them where he just, like, throws you at, uh, God, the Everlake or Pure Lake or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm in the Pure Lake. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, that's maybe, a fluff scene just you to know show what? you what the Pure Lake is. But I think that's setting up something for later. For later. So it's not a fluff scene. It might not be. I don't know. He, it is well, now for me. I well, because Sin was technically a fluffy character or a fluff character, like a character he just put in there, but to show you how awesome. Well, he was John the Baptist. Yeah. 
So let's make him let's not make him that important. Well, yeah, but he was just a guy. He, he, like he, was, he was in Caleb. there to for like ten seconds. Well, he shows you how awesome Caleb is. So the pure lake probably is important to show you something later. Yeah. So it's still important. That's true. Yeah. Kind of more world building as opposed yeah. to like what t- what that character did in that scene isn't as yeah. important. But you hate when anyone Arthur's authors movies whatever come in and say. You know, this character is fantastic. Stop telling me and just show, show me. me. And Sanderson does that all the time. And I love it. I guess that's why I'm so hooked on those books. Yeah. Because he's not just going to sit there and, like, like, like proselytize. What's the word I'm thinking of? He's not just going to sit there and preach at you. Yeah. He'll be like, yo, here's a character, and this is the decision he made, and you know exactly why he did it. And because yeah. I showed you all of his motivations, mm-hmm. I didn't just tell you that his brother died. Like, I made you feel that. Right. And then I brought it back to you at a critical moment in his life where you can get his, like, progression in the magic system as well as his character development, and it always comes together perfectly, and you're like, this was awesome. It was great. Fuck yeah. And it makes you usually goosebumps thinking about mm, it. Maybe I'll give mm. the rating a 7.25. <laughs> <laughs> nice, honey. Yeah. Nice. All right. I think that's it. Okay, that's it. We finished the book, and we are going to continue with Words of Radiance. Yeah, we're going to keep this going. I love it. All right, guys. Well, hey, listen. uh, We love the emails and the Instagram DMs and the comments. Uh, We we love hearing from all of you guys. So please continue to reach out and uh, correct us. Give us any concerns, any things that you have. And, uh, I like. I actually do like getting the corrections. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I wish I could actually follow through on it. Well, I'm try. I try my best to say yes. No. Yeah. Why would you put a J? Put Shalom. a Y. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. Shalom. 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 And uh, feel free to send us any any recommendations for for wines for future yeah. cases or anything like that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. And uh, feel free if you uh, like the podcast. Feel free to review us wherever you hear the podcast. And uh, send oh, us an email. Send us a comment or a, a DM. Yeah, send us a DM at Drinking by Stormlight on Instagram, as well as sending us an email at uh, drinkingbystormlight at gmail.com. I hope to see you guys next time, and uh, later. See you later. (laughs) Bye.